Healing is still the children's bread with Apostle Alyssa Navares. Are you afflicted? Are you torn? Are you sick? This broadcast will heal you. Join Apostle Alyssa as Jesus preaches you are healed. Rise up, take your bed and walk. Healing is still the children's bread. So there's certain things that we have to receive only by faith. Amen. The gift of healing has to be received by faith. You know, God told me last week, he said, we do, he said, do you want to know why your, your, your prophecies are, are so accurate? I said, why Lord? He said, because you prophesy by faith. And then God began to show me, it's not about the faith at the moment that I'm releasing the prophetic, like over the line right now. But it's about the whole faith incumbent in my life, meaning that everything, every decision that I've made, it's been by faith. Every job that I took, it's been by faith. Every move that I took, it's been by faith. Hallelujah. Every relationship that I've entered into, it's been by faith, meaning that I sought the counsel of God before I move forward. That's faith. Amen. Because how many of us know that God will call you to do things and you don't even see the evidence of it because that's what faith is. It's the substance of things hoped for. Amen. And so God began to show me the reason why your prophecies are so accurate is because you live your life. You have lived your life in me by faith. Amen. Faith lays the foundation of every miracle. Faith lays the foundation of every healing. Faith lays the foundation, hallelujah, of everything that you don't see. And I want to minister to you about something that God has given me. Amen. He gave me something called the anomaly of, of healing. Amen. So hold on to that word anomaly. Amen. And so as we're in Galatians, the third chapter, you know, uh, Paul began to write to the people that are in the church. Amen. Hallelujah of, um, hallelujah of, 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 of Galatians. Amen. He began to write to this church and he began to try to convince the church that you come out of one place but don't let anyone allow you to be bamboozled about, hallelujah, the, the, the faith of God or the faith by the spirit. You know, the Bible says that anything that we do, we can't do it apart from God. Amen. Hallelujah. If the doctor performs surgery on your body, he can't do it without God's permission, without God's help, without God's instruction. Amen. It says, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit and ye are now made perfect in the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain? If it be in vain, he said, he therefore that ministereth to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you. Now let me stop right there. That means that first we have to recognize that we serve a creator that is a miracle worker. Come on somebody on a night. We know that he works miracles because we see the miracles. Amen. You're standing in a miracle. Amen. You weren't here when the world was created, but yet and still you're standing in it. But you have to believe by faith that Christ created it. Amen. You have to believe by faith. Amen. That he created the sun, the moon, the trees. Amen. You were not here when everything was created. Isn't it amazing that the cell, let's talk about the cell in the body. The cell in the body is made of a monocular, hallelujah, substance, but yet and still at the end of the day, it's perfect. 
Oh, come on, somebody. The, the structure of the cell is perfect. The way the cell operates within other cells is perfect. Hallelujah. But what happens when the perfection of that cell becomes corrupted? That's what sickness and disease is. It's just the corruption of cells on the inside of the body. Oh, come on, somebody. It's even the corruption of cells that are on, hallelujah, items and objects. Amen. We learn this by when, hallelujah, we see penicillin growing. You know, I was, I took a walk the other day and I saw a lot of moss on this wood and God said to me, he spoke to me, he said a little bit of, a little bit of penicillin daughter. Amen. So that let me know that within this moss was penicillin. Amen. And so what happens is that when things enter into an environment where the environment begins to break down the cell, the structure of the cell, then things form on top of it. Stay with God on a night. Amen. These things that form on top of it are gross. Amen. These things that form on top of it. Amen. Are hallelujah. Peculiar items. They're anomalies. Come on, somebody. That's what an anomaly is. It's something peculiar, something different. Amen. And what we've got to understand is that in the garden of Eden, come on, can I take it back to Eden? Hallelujah. Um, in the Garden of Eden, we find out that Adam and Eve ate of this fruit, right? So when they ate of the forbidden fruit, then it opened up their mind to, hallelujah, corruption, amen? And when it opened up their mind and their knowledge to corruption, then their body, hallelujah, was exposed to corruption. Come on, somebody, amen? Because prior to that, Adam and Eve were perfect, hallelujah? They didn't have sickness, they didn't have disease, but when they got a knowledge of good and evil. My God, in the name of Jesus. When the Bible says that they got a knowledge of good and evil, that means that they got a knowledge of good versus evil. Come on, somebody, because all they ever knew was good. But the Bible said that they got a, a revelation of good and evil. Amen. That means that they, they got a revelation of, hallelujah, of, of, of the clashing of the world. Amen. Good versus evil. Amen. And so when they became, when they became privy of this knowledge of that basically means that they put themselves in an, in an environment where God had to perform for them. Amen. So fast forward 4,000 years, all the way back up into the New Testament. Amen. When God is ministering, hallelujah, through the mouth of Paul to these people in Galatians. Amen. And he begins to minister to them about the spirit. He said, and worketh miracles among you. Amen. So the Bible declares that hallelujah. It says, does he work it by the law or by the hearing of faith? Amen. What we've got to understand on a night is that healing is done by faith. Amen. By what kind of faith? By the hearing of faith. What does that mean? That means that when we hear that God is able to do it, then we believe that he's able to do it. Then that means that we believe by faith. Amen. I'm talking about miracles on a night. Healing in your body is a miracle. For your body to have cancer and then all of a sudden there's no more cancer, it's a miracle. For your body to have cancer and all of a sudden it doesn't respond to the cancer, that
that's a miracle. Oh, come on, somebody, and magnify God. Why? Because miracles are performed every day. Amen. And what you got to understand about a miracle is a miracle is an action gift. God has given us action gifts. Uh-huh. What are the action gifts that God has given us? Well, let's go over to 1 Corinthians. I want to minister to you on an item. I want to go over to the 12th chapter. Come on, somebody, and magnify God. We're talking about miracles. We're talking about healing. We're talking about God taking something that's corrupt and turning it into perfection. Can I talk to you on an item? Do you understand and know that God is a God that performs miracles differently? A lot of times we may be looking for God to remove the cancer and God is saying, no, I want that cancer to sit right there so that you would know that I preserved you. Come on, somebody. What are you saying? God is saying that, that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, right? But God never got rid of the sin. Why? Because um, uh, we're sinners every day. Come on, somebody. We had to be saved from sin. And God said, no, I want that sin to sit right there. You better get in the book of Romans because in the book of Romans, you will understand that the body is dead to the sin. Oh, come on, somebody. I came by to minister to you the anomaly of healing. What does the word anomaly mean? Well, when we look at the dictionary, I was laying in the bed and I heard God say there is something called anomaly of healing. And he said, look the word up. As I began to look the word up, it said, odd, peculiar, deviates from standard commons. Hallelujah. Anonymously of healing is the separation of disease from the body. I came by to explain this to you on an item. Listen, what is God saying? God is saying because he wanted that sin to sit right there. Hallelujah. Sin, don't you go nowhere. I'm finna show sin that the body is dead to sin. And I'm finna show sickness that the body is dead to the disease as well. How is it that God can make our bodies dead to sin but yet and still we respond to my God diabetes. Yet and still we respond to high blood pressure. Listen, there is a place that we can go in God. Come on now. Ah, uh, uh, my God, this is a deep place. Um, this is something where you got to open up your mind to faith, my God. Um, it says in the word, listen, listen, I want to go over Shata, Rebe, Robo, Rab. I want to go over to Romans, the fifth chapter first. Um, uh, come on, somebody and magnify God on a day. Um, I want to go over to chapter, my God, Romans, the fifth chapter. The Bible says, I want to begin reading in the 10th verse. Come on and help me, God. Listen, Romans 5 and 10, it says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Okay. So check this out. Um, 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 Adam and Eve sin and all sin passed under every man. And we're all sinners. And when children are born, they know how to lie. They know how to go in the cookie jar and say, I didn't do that. I didn't take that. And they know how to steal that. Come on, somebody. They know how to be jealous. How many times have you seen a baby be jealous, hallelujah, of the mommy and daddy kissing? Come on, somebody on a night. And so what we've got to understand is that sin is there, right? Sin is in our lives, amen. We were born in sin, amen. But we had to have something save us from sin, right? And so as I explained earlier, that God never really took the sin away. He said, sin, I want you to sit right there and I want you to watch what I 
I'm going to do to sin. And so we find out in Romans, the fifth chapter, that God begins to explain to us what exactly he did with sin. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. So his son brought us in good standing with God, right? Because we were sinners. The blood of Jesus has atoned for your sin, okay? When God sees you, he don't see your sin, he see your son. That's his son. That's why it's important that we receive Jesus Christ as our savior. The Bible goes on to say in the 11th verse, and not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we have now received atonement. Well, let me give you a salvation lesson on today. You've received atonement. Amen. What is atonement? Atonement is the forgiveness of your sin. Amen. There's nothing that can atone your sin except for the blood of Jesus. Now imagine this. The sin is still sitting there, right? Because every day we're born into sin. Every day a child is born. They're born into the sinful world. They're born as sinners. Come on, somebody. The only thing that makes them not become or be a sinner is to receive Christ as your Savior because the blood and the atonement have covered your sin. Come on, somebody. But the sin is still sitting there. What is God saying? God is saying that we still have what is called a sin nature. Oh, I don't care how saved you are. Get in enough trouble. Oh, yeah, you will tell that lie. Come on, somebody, and magnify God. I don't care how much of a, my God, a saint you are. I'm not. If you get hungry, you're going to steal you a piece of chicken. Let it be laying there. Oh, come on, somebody, and magnify God. It does not matter how holy you are because we live in something called Maslow's hierarchy. Maslow's hierarchy is a system of governments that says the thing that we need based in bottom line is food and shelter. We'll do anything to get that. How many of you know that if you throw two people into a water and one can't swim and one can't swim, the one that can't swim when they try to save the one that can't swim, they will climb on top of them and drown them to stay afloat. That's what I'm saying on a day. That's what the man's sin nature does is he makes sure that he stays afloat. He makes sure that he stays alive. Come on, somebody and magnify God. So the sin nature is always there. It's going to always be present. That's why God said that the flesh, but, but, excuse me, the flesh battles against the, the spirit and the in the spirit against the flesh. The two are contrary to one another. That sin nature of that man is going to always be there. Amen. God said, I lay before you life and death. Choose life. Come on, somebody. So what we find out in Romans 5 and 11, can I take my time on an item? Is that God has given us an atonement. He said, I'm going to give you something that covers your sin forever. You don't have to keep bringing blood to me. You don't have to keep bringing bulls to me. You don't have to keep bringing new moons to me. You don't have to be keep bringing the, the peace offering and the grain offering. Come on, somebody. You don't keep have to keep the festival of wheat. You don't have to keep doing these things to prove yourself to me. Come on, somebody. But I'm going to send my son once and for all to cover your sins. But guess what? There's something that's there that's still corrupt. Go ahead and say my body has a place where the cells can get corrupt. And 
so what we understand and we find out in Romans 5 and 12 the Bible says wherefore as by one sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned we said that already the word is just backing me up the Bible says for under the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when there is no law okay we understand what that means that basically means that if I don't tell you to go if I don't tell you not to go across the street and you break the law and go across the street uh, you have not sinned because I have not given you a law that's what that means I'm gonna go down to verse 15 Romans 5 and 14 can we have a little bit of Bible study the Bible says nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses now there's that word death my God, death reigned from Adam to Moses. That means that eventually the body is going to die, amen? But we've got to get the body into a place where it can live as long as it possibly can. Why is it that God said that a man's years would be 120, but yet and still men are not living past 80 and 90 years old? We're running 40 years short, and a miracle and faith can take your life into 140 years old. I believe that within all my whole heart, mind, body and soul. Because see, the first thing I have to have is faith. Uh-huh. And faith cometh by hearing. Why? Because the hearing says that, um, that I am able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. Come on, somebody. So the faith is the word. Come on, somebody. The word gives you, my God, a vehicular manslaughter to be able to kill sickness and disease. Can I talk to you on an eye So when we go to Romans 5 and 14. I'm just laying the foundation. Uh-huh. The Bible says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the multitude of Adam's transgression. That means that no matter how, my God, you're born, it does not matter if you were built in a test tube. It does not matter if you came out of peach tree, out of a peach tree. It does not matter, my God, however you were birthed. You're still going to be birthed into this place called Hallelujah hallelujah, sin. Uh-huh. It says that had not sinned, those that didn't even do nothing wrong. It says, who is the figure of him that was to come? Come on, somebody. It says, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace. Now, let me stop right there. It says the gift by grace. That's what an anomaly is. You've got regular healing. Stay with me on an item where God will touch the body and everything dissipates. All the cancer is gone. All of the diabetes is gone. All of the sugar cell, uh, all of the uh, sickle cell anemia is gone. Come on, God. All of the uh, gastronitis is gone. Come on, somebody. All of the scoliosis is gone. Uh, God can touch the body. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus and everything be gone that is sickness and disease because death passed onto all men. That meant that the body is going to get in a corruptible place where eventually the cells are going to die, my God. But an anomaly of healing is a place where your body does not respond to what's there. Just like sin is there. Yeah, my God. And our bodies are dead to sin. Come on, somebody. Listen, what does the scripture say? The Bible says that which is by 
one man, Jesus Christ, have abound under many. Uh -huh. uh, yes, yeah, says, and not as if one sin, so is the gift, uh, so is the judgment by one of condemnation, uh, but the free gift is of many of offenses under justification. Uh -huh. What is God saying on an idol? God is saying that we are dead to sin, uh-huh, we don't even know sin, what do you mean on a night, on a night, woman of God what I mean is that is that when God sees your body he doesn't even see the sin in your body, that means that you cannot sin, my God yeah, what are you saying on a night, one woman of God, yeah, when we go over to Romans 6, the first the first verse, chapter 6 of the first verse, now we were in Romans 5, now we're we're fast forwarding to Romans 6. Listen, the Bible says that what shall we say then? Shall we continue continue in sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid. How shall we that are in that are dead to sin live again any longer? Your body is dead to sin. If your body can be dead to sin, come on, somebody, your body can be dead to sickness and disease. My God, in the name of Jesus. See, you've got to catch this revelation and you've got to believe it by faith. Uh -huh. I came to introduce to the body of Christ another alternative way of healing. We've got regular miracles, but what if God was able to make our bodies not even respond to sickness and disease? What are you saying on a night one of God? I'm saying that if you encounter the coronavirus, what if the virus stayed there in your body, but your body never responded to it? I believe that we might be able to live forever. Come on, somebody and bless God. God. Well, I want to go back over to Romans, the fifth chapter, uh -huh, and I want to begin reading at the 20th verse. Um, Romans 5 and 20 says, moreover, the law entered um, that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace, grace did much more abound. Let me read that for you again. Moreover, the law entered, I'm trying to control it because my, I, for some reason, the Holy Ghost want to preach, um, and I want to preach, but I'm trying to control it, my God, in the name of Jesus. Romans 5 and 20, because I want you to get this word on the inside of you. Because faith and miracles come by the hearing of the word. It says, Romans 5 and 20, moreover the law entered, uh -huh, that the offense might abound. Come on, somebody. Abound means, my God, to stay, but yet and still it's at a distance. It says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Uh -huh. What is that grace? The grace is the fact that Christ died on the cross as the free gift. That's what that grace is. You're saved by faith and kept by grace. Oh, come on somebody and bless God on the night. There is something called a grace of an anomaly of healing. What do you mean on the night, God? God is saying that you've got two things. Uh -huh. You've got the body, come on somebody, and you've got hallelujah in the name of Jesus, sickness and disease. Help me, God. The body can become dead to the sickness and the disease. Well, we're going to go a little bit deeper. What are you talking about, woman of God? The Bible says in Romans, the fifth chapter and the 21st verse, that as sin have reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ, our Lord. There's something that grace can give us. I know that grace gives you salvation. Come on, somebody. I know that grace preserves you until the coming of Christ. I know 
know that grace is the Holy Ghost, uh, that is the earnest deposit, and it becomes the inheritance of the earnest deposit of the purchase price of the possession, y'all ought to read your Bible, that meant that God put down a seal on you, and what that means is that, um, is that Jesus Christ himself is coming back for you one day, uh -huh. and so what happens is that grace, my God, grace is something that is a per it, it pervert, it, 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 it perseveres, but not only perseveres, it preserves, come on somebody, on the night, hallelujah, so grace has preserved you until the day of the coming of the Lord of Jesus Christ, what if for a split moment of a second, you can allow your mind to go into a place of faith, where you say that grace can allow you to be preserved from sickness and disease, I'm not talking about removing sickness and disease, I'm talking about sickness and disease staying right there, and your body don't even respond to it, can I talk to you on an night? That means that your body's cells have to be readjusted. And I believe that God is calling the body of Christ to a higher faith of healing. To believe that there is something called an anomaly. To believe that there is something that God can do that is called a miracle. I was laying in my bed. Come on and help me God on a night. And God began to minister to me about this anomaly of healing. And he began to show me. He showed me a body in the spirit, my God, just imagine your body in the spirit. Imagine my body in the spirit. And then God began to show me how we're able through faith to separate, I'm talking about speaking things through your mouth, to separate the spirit from the body. Come on somebody. And to separate sickness and disease from the body. Oh, you gotta have faith on the day. You gotta be able to go into this deep place in your mind. What are you saying on the day, woman of God? God is saying that if I can separate your body and your spirit from sin and death, surely I can separate your body and your spirit from sickness and disease. The devil carries sickness and disease. The enemy carries eternal fire. There is no different, my God. If you're going to walk by the spirit, you got to believe in the spirit. Yeah, let me help you on an item. The Bible says that in Romans, the sixth chapter, it says in the first verse, what what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that we are dead to sin? Let me read that to you again. Somebody get that up there for me. Romans 6 and 2. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin? My God. You're dead to sin. Tell yourself. I'm dead to sin. Come on somebody. If you've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, you're dead to sin. That means that your body don't even respond to sin. That means that God don't respond to the things that are going around you that are sinful. God don't respond to the fact that you're a sinner. He only sees his son. Why? Because if it were for the Levitical law, my God, in the name of Jesus, you wouldn't need God. I came by to preach to you on a night. The Bible says that you are dead to sin. Romans 6 and 2, just pull that out. That we are dead to sin. How? 
how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? You don't even live to sin. You don't even, my God, every day we get up and say, God, save me. No, baby, you've already been saved. Every day I get up and I say, God, protect me, cover me. God told me one day, he said, why do you keep asking me to cover you? He said, you already covered. Come on, somebody. A lot of things we say, it sounds good, but at the end of the day, is it scriptural? Why are we begging for the same thing over and over and over again? Come on, somebody. The Bible says in Romans 6 and 3, it says, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Your body have died to sin. It says that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we all should walk in the newness of life. What is God saying? It says, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Come on, help me, Holy Ghost. It says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. If you've been dead, you've been freed from sin. Why is it that we can believe that we've been freed from sin, but yet and still we've got to understand that we've been freed from sickness and disease. The Bible says, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death have no more dominion over him. Sickness and disease does not have to have dominion over you. Your body can be immune. Your body can be dead to sickness. Your body can be dead to itching. You can command your body not to itch, even though my God, my God, my God, the parasite may be on your skin. You can speak to your body and say you shall not respond to it. I came by to let you know tonight that there is a deeper level of healing. There's a deeper faith of healing. The Bible says in Romans 6 and 10, for in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth and liveth unto God. I came by to let you know tonight. Yeah, now let's go over to something called 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. I came by to let you know that you got power, but you got to have to believe that you have power and you have to believe in the theology of healing. You have to believe that God said, go out there and heal the sick and heal the leper and heal the cripple and heal the deaf. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says in first Corinthians, the 12th chapter, God began to deal with us and show us the manifestation of the spirit and began to show us. There are nine manifestations of the gift. My God of the Holy Ghost. In verse, my God, first, first Corinthians 12 and 7, the Bible says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That means that everybody is going to profit from this gift. It says, for one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. That's gift number one. Write that down. Number one is word of wisdom. There are nine of them. I came by to teach you on a night. For the one is given the Spirit by the word of wisdom. There is something called a will. I'm not going to go into them. I said to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. The Holy Ghost gives out the word of knowledge. This is not a knowledge that you know in your mind, but it's a knowledge of a revelation that shined down from heaven down to you, down to me and the prophet to give you understanding about your life as it pertains to the will of God. I'm not going to get into that. That's for another teaching. It says to, a, the, to another faith by the same spirit. We 
we counted three. Uh, wisdom, knowledge, my God, come on somebody. Uh, the word of knowledge, hallelujah. The wisdom, the, the word of wisdom is number one. Uh, the word of knowledge is the number two. Uh, to another faith, by the same spirit, that's number three. Uh-huh. To another gifts of healing by the same spirit, that's number four. There is a gift there. Uh, and number five says to another the working of miracles. Uh, and number six to another prophecy. Uh, number seven to another discerning of spirits. Number eight to another diverse kinds of tongues. And number nine is the interpretation of tongues. You can write them down one through nine. Come on somebody. But I want to deal with a verse nine that is my God the miracle action. Now listen the Bible says that that these people are given by the spirit. That means that they're gifts that are flowing inside of the body of Christ. This is where we get the terminology of fivefold. It means that these nine gifts are moving through the five functionalities of the church. The prophet, the preacher, the, the prophet, the preacher, the teacher, the evangelist. Come on somebody and the apostle. I came by to let you know tonight that there is something that we can do that allows us to not even be able to respond to sickness and disease. Now the Bible says to another the working of miracles. But I want to deal with verse 9. It says faith by the same spirit. When God comes in and heals, it's not my faith that's in activation. It's the faith of the gift of the Holy Ghost that becomes incumbent in the words that I speak. When I speak to your eyes and your eyes cannot see and there's cataracts there. And I say I commend your eyes to be healed. That means that there is a gift of faith that's on in the, on the operation in the operation of me. It is the gift of the spirit. It is one of the gifts of the spirit. And that's why I can be again to speak things and things happen called miracles in bodies. Uh-huh. It says to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit. That faith and that gift of healing work together because you cannot have faith without having healing. You cannot have healing without having the gift of faith. Come on, somebody. This is not something that I possess. It's not something that I originated, but it's something that has been given to me by my God, by the Holy Ghost. Chara. Holy, the word chara means a it is the Greek philosophy of the word incumbent. It's what happens when the Holy Ghost enters into the side of the body. It goes through something that is called chara. Can I talk to you on an idea? It says here in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter in the 9th verse, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles. Oh my God, in the name of Jesus. That's why a miracle can happen. Now listen, the anomaly of healing is not really healing. It's a miracle that is a byproduct of healing. Come on somebody. So God began to show me, what if I was able to divide the sickness from the body? My God, in the name of Jesus. So God began to show me a body in the spirit. Just take my body for example. And he showed me the hands of the Holy Ghost, dividing the body like that. So I would divide sickness to the left and I would divide the body to the right. Come on somebody on an A. That sickness can 
didn't stay right there. But guess what the word of God says? It says to resist Satan and he shall flee. Oh, come on, somebody. If you ignore it, it cannot happen in your body. What is God saying on today? I want to go over to Hebrews. Come on, somebody. I came by to teach you on tonight. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Uh-huh. And what did God say? Uh-huh. I want to begin reading in the 10th verse. Hebrews 4 and 10. It says, listen. It says, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. What is God saying on today? God is saying that there's a place where our bodies can rest, where we don't even have to acknowledge sickness and disease. When you don't acknowledge the enemy, what does he do? He has to flee. That means that your body cannot respond to it. The first thing that happens when they tell you, you go to the doctor and they say you got the flu. The first thing you do is feel sicker than what you already did. It's in the mind. Come on, somebody. When somebody tell you you got cancer, the first thing you began to do is worry, my God, and you feel worse off than you did before you went in. There is a place that we can go in, God, but you can only enter into this place by faith where we can believe that God is able to make our bodies dead to sin. If God can make your body dead to sin through his father, through his son, excuse me, and through the gift of grace, surely your body, God can make your body dead to sickness and disease that's incumbent there. And what are you saying on today? I'm saying that the body cannot get cancer only unless the body is plagued with the anxiety. That's how cancer grows in the body. It's through anxiety. Come on, somebody. But if you began to rebuke those things, do you remember when Jesus he spoke to the fig tree that had not produced fruit? And and what did he do to the fig tree? He rebuked it. See, the first thing we've got to understand in order to operate in an anomaly of healing is that we have to be able to rebuke something. And the only way that we're able to rebuke it is to believe that it's gone. Come on, somebody. You've got to enter into this place by faith. And so we find out that the Bible says that. He said in his word, he said, for he that entered into his rest, he also have ceased from his own works as God did from here. I believe that you can speak your body and for the next 30 years, for the next 40 years, for the next 50 years, for the next 60 years, you will never get a headache because guess what? The pain and the pressure will be there. Yeah, but your mind won't even respond to what is there. Why? Because my God, there is something there called grace in your mouth. Come on, somebody. The Bible says in Hebrews, the fourth chapter in the 10th verse, yeah, he entered into his rest. There has to be a place where we can enter into rest. We ain't got time to be chasing the same headache devil for 20 years. We speak to that headache devil. Command our bodies not to respond to my God, to the stress, my God, and to the headache and the pressure. I believe that you can become the Tylenol. I believe that you can become the Advil. Don't you know that when you take, my God, pain medication, that the pain never goes away? Your body just don't respond to it. 
My God, there's medicinal purposes in our mouths because the Bible says that Jesus is the apothecary. And if we are the if he is the apothecary, that means that we carry something. We carry the oil of gladness. We carry the oil of Jesus Christ. We carry the rose of Sharon. We carry the balm of Gilead. Oh yeah, we could preach and preach and preach and make ourselves feel good. But that at the end of the day, we need some power in our more mouths. Come on, somebody, and magnify God. The Bible says that in Hebrews 4 and 11, what did he say? He said, let us labor, therefore, and enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. There it is right there. You've got to have your mind in a place. Listen, let me read that for you again. Let's, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Your mind has to be in a place where you could enter into the rest where you're not chasing the same headache devil for the next 30 years. It says, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. The reason why you're chasing the same sickness, the same disease over and over and over again is because we're not believing by faith that our bodies are not responding to it. Come on, somebody. I came to take the body of Christ deeper into a level of healing, my God. The Bible says that, can I read verse 12 to you? It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Now listen, I told you earlier that God is able to divide that sickness from your body. What are you talking about, woman of God? I'm saying that if God is not able to do it, then you might as well throw Hebrews 4 and 12 into the river. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing and dividing. There's that word dividing. Uh-huh. God, and listen, if God is able to divide you from sin so that he don't even see your sin, God has divided you from sin. If you read Romans, we went over it lightly, but God has divided you from the, my God, from, listen, he divided you from the condemnation of sin, which is hell. He can divide you, your body, from the condemnation of sickness and disease, which is the breakdown of the monocular cell. Stay with God on a night. It says piercing even unto the divining asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If you don't believe it, then you might as well throw Hebrews 4 and 12 out the window. But I believe that I've tapped into something. I believe that I've tapped into an anomaly of healing. I believe that I tapped into something that says that that sickness and that disease can sit right there. Your body won't even respond to it. Yeah, my God, cancer can sit right there. Yeah, but your body won't even respond to the cancer. Come on, somebody. I told the sea to go no further. God said, I've carved my hand into the sea. I carved the seas into my hand. And I told the seas, don't go no further. I believe that I can carve inside of your body healing and tell sickness and 
disease not to go any further. I believe that I can carve on the inside of your blood. Come on, somebody. I believe that there is power in the blood. And if there's the power in the blood of God, I'm not. there's power inside of your blood. What is God saying on tonight? God is saying that you can speak to your body and tell your body don't respond to the sickle cell. I know that the cell that my God is made of, and my God, a different peculiar type of way. But if the my God, if the cell can become peculiar, see what we got to understand about a sickle cell is a sickle cell is different because there's a sickle curve on the end of it. And if the body has the audacity to curve, my God, I believe that the anomaly of healing has the audacity to curve that cell. Come on, somebody, so that your body does not respond to it. That sickle cell can sit there, but you ain't going to get sick, my God. That sickle cell can sit there, but it's not going to affect your body. Why? Because the Bible said to have subdue the body. And if you subdue the body, that means you got power over your body. Come on, somebody. My God, in the name of Jesus, what are you saying on night, God? God is saying that, listen, you can have gas in your belly, but if you tell your body not to respond to the gas, guess what? Your body not going to hurt her. I know you there, gas, but my body not going to respond to you. My my gas ain't going to stink. Come on, somebody. There are power. There's power in your word, but you got to enter in by faith. Ah, yeah, my body, my God, there may be Sickness and disease on the inside of my belly, uh, but my body ain't gonna respond. Yeah, uh, my God, my body is not gonna respond to the gas. Uh, I'm not gonna hurt on the inside of my stomach. Uh, I'm not gonna have acid reflux. Uh, I'm gonna command. Listen, let me tell you something. Uh, you could get in a place where you could get nauseated, uh, but if you speak to your body and say, "Body, I command you not to respond to whatever is causing me to be nauseated." You can have COVID nineteen in your body, uh, but if you command your body not to respond to the sickness and disease. Huh? Because what you got to understand is that sickness and disease is in the spirit. Huh? My God and all of it is warfare. Huh? I came by to let you know tonight huh? that if you respond to it, it'll respond to you. Huh? The moment you begin to give it attention, my God, it will overtake you. Huh? But if you speak to it and say, I won't even respond to you. Huh? I came by to let you know tonight huh? that the cells on the inside of your skin huh? can begin to break down. Huh? But if you tell your your body not to respond uh, to the aging process of the of the skin cells. Uh, you you won't even get no wrinkles, my God. Uh, are you believing it by faith? Uh, are you trusting it by faith? Uh, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm not. Uh, I came by to let you know tonight uh, that if you speak to your body, uh, let's say somebody got HIV uh, and they speak to their body and say, uh, I know that autoimmune disease is sitting there, and I know that I've got HIV, uh, but I. My God, I rebuke my body from responding to HIV. That body ain't going to get sick, my God, when pneumonia come around. I'm not, it's just not going to happen. But you got to take your mind into a place I'm not, where you're trusting by faith. There's something called an anomaly of healing. And I want to lay the foundation of that. I want to believe my theology. And I want to lay my theology on the fact of, of Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful. See, sometimes you get in a place, my God, 
Well, you ain't got time to call on the preacher man. Yeah, you ain't got time to call on somebody to lay their hands on you. Yeah, but if you would just speak the word and your servant shall be healed. I want to lay the foundation on that. That all you got to do is speak the word. I commend my body not to respond to this. I Listen, we I believe that a lot of people would not be in hospice if we command the body not to respond. The Bible says to resist Satan and he shall flee. My God in the name of Jesus. If you ignore the enemy, he cannot move any further in your life. If you ignore the spirit of my God perversion, it cannot overtake you. The Bible says that a man when he's drawn away with his own lust and entice, then it becomes sin. Don't draw your mind away to the lust and the entice. entice. Yeah, that they say because. My God, I've got eight. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Whole broadcast. To sow your love gift, please visit AlyssaNarvez.com.